Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Hello and welcome, I'm Rob Lilly and this is the Witch Shorts Podcast. We're coming up to six months of brand new episodes here on the podcast since we launched earlier in the year and I really hope you've been enjoying it. Now last week's episode on air hunting got record listeners so it's great to see how many of you are listening and enjoying our episodes and if you haven't heard that episode yet then I urge you to go back and have a listen. Now this week we're talking about pensions. After reforms in 2015, we should be able to access our savings as we see fit. Although, as we're about to hear, pension providers don't always make it easy. To read us this article, originally written by Paul Davies, I'll hand you over to Grace Witherden. Pension changes of 2015 heralded a new period of freedom and choice for people accessing their retirement savings. It's now up to you to decide how to access the money you've built up in a defined contribution scheme. You can buy an annuity, keep the money invested and take an income, known as pension drawdown or income drawdown. Or take the whole pot as a lump sum or a series of lump sums. But whichever option you take, the process might not be all that straightforward. Our June survey of which members revealed that seven years on from the arrival of pension freedoms, people are facing inflexibility, long delays and poor service when trying to get their money. Millions of pension savers have embraced the freedoms. Figures from HMRC show that 10.9 billion was withdrawn from pensions flexibly in 2021, a 15% increase on the previous year. A total of 53 billion has been flexibly withdrawn since the freedoms were introduced. Yet, the pensions industry appears in less of a rush to evolve. In June this year, the pensions regulator reported that 51% of defined contribution schemes and 33% of defined benefit schemes continue to hold at least some member records non-electronically on paper. Correspondence by post remain common in pensions, even as bank and investment accounts can be managed via a smartphone. A technological breakthrough is on the horizon in the shape of pensions dashboards, an online portal where you can view all your retirement savings in one place, though this has already taken many years to get off the ground. The current deadline for savers to get access is mid-late 2024, though the dashboards won't show pots you've already accessed. Dashboards should help people keep track of retirement savings, but given the examples of industry poor practice we've encountered, their rollout could be fraught with difficulty. There are good reasons for pension companies to tread cautiously. The industry is heavily regulated and government decisions can take time. 
The rise in pension scams, which cost the average victim £50,000, according to Action Fraud, means firms are now required to undertake more checks, particularly when people are transferring pensions. Changes to the UK's pensions landscape mean more people will need to get in touch with pension providers to understand their options at retirement. Some 72% of pension holders now have a DC pension, which is defined contribution. And this requires more decision-making at retirement than DB pensions, which is defined benefit. Some 54% only have DC pensions, and the Department of Work and Pensions warned in June this will rise. It added that pressures on individuals created by the cost of living crisis may also lead to more contact with providers if more pension savers opt for further ad hoc withdrawals or cash out their entire pots to make ends meet. A major gripe among which members we heard from is having to switch product or even company to be able to access their money in the way they want. In our survey, some 17% of those accessing their pensions had to transfer their pot to another company to achieve their preferred method of access. Even swapping products while staying with your current provider can involve extensive bureaucracy. Think hard before transferring, as you may also lose other benefits, such as a guaranteed annuity rate above what you'd get on the open market. If your benefits are worth more than 30,000, not including the value of the pension itself. A provider can require you to take regulated financial advice, further increasing the costs. The Pensions and Lifetime Savings Association, an industry body that represents schemes with more than 30 million savers, published a report in June on retirement choices. It acknowledges product provision is still sometimes patchy, stating, we are encouraged that increasing number of master trusts and insurers are either already offering or currently developing retirement solutions, which we feel more adequately cater for retirees' needs. However, most single employer trusts will not provide these solutions. Delays were another common theme in our survey, with requests and queries often taking an inordinate amount of time to resolve. One in four people in our survey felt that the process was slower than expected. Linda Hobbs from North Yorkshire says that she made multiple attempts to access her additional voluntary contribution pension held with Prudential. Numerous lengthy calls didn't help and she eventually complained and received compensation from the company. Another attempt to withdraw money this year stalled because Linda has a Building Society current account which required the completion of a paper form and further identification checks. She told us, My experience has been of a shambolic organisation with extremely poor customer service. A spokesperson for Prudential apologised to Linda for the delays and poor service she experienced. It also increased its compensation payment to her by £100. It was a similar story for another witch member from Surrey whose application to legal in general last year for drawdown took three months. Only an email to its management and an unfavourable Facebook post about the company seemed to speed up matters. Not only are delays frustrating, but they can be costly. Retirees may have to borrow to cover their living costs as they wait to get access to their pots. They could also miss out on investment growth if their pension isn't invested in the stock market while being transferred. As pensions tech expert David Henderson noted, Speaking to providers today is like stepping back in time. 
He argues that being put on hold for 30 minutes and blaming COVID for delays can only help the cause of scammers who prey on those looking to access their money more quickly. Poor customer service could also push people into making decisions which aren't in their interests. One witch member was unable to change her mind about a transfer with her provider Scottish widows, although she'd only given her decision verbally over the phone. There's been little change in people's habits when accessing their pensions since the freedoms were introduced. Last year, concerned that many people were leaving their retirement funds in cash, the Financial Conduct Authority introduced investment pathways. These are ready-made investment options for over 55s who don't want to take financial advice. Investment pathways are not, however, tailored to your personal circumstances. The poor customer service we've detailed makes exploring your options a daunting prospect, as does the variety of pension types, providers and fees. Most people, 61%, stick with their existing pension company for drawdown if they offer it, according to data from the FCA. One reason is that shopping around is far from easy. When we looked at typical drawdown charges in July, our analysis spanned 27 pension companies, self-invested personal pension or SIP providers, RAP platforms and master trusts. Among these, we found 12 different charging structures, combined fixed, percentage and one-off admin fees. In comparison, investment platforms, some of which provide SIPs, generally charge a percentage of your investment or a monthly fixed fee, but rarely both. Evidently, pension complexity can prove costly. Thank you to Grace and to Paul Davies too, whose original work was published in the October issue of The Witch Money magazine. Remember, you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Wit Shorts. Thanks for listening. Wit Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker.